We're starting this episode a little bit differently from our usual intro because something needs addressed. We record our podcast episodes a few weeks ahead of time, so the recording you're about to hear is from about three weeks ago. In the time since recording this episode, a lot has happened. Protests and riots have brought the issue of racism to the forefront of political discussion, and it has forced us to reconsider some of our own positions on this topic. In our review of Dumbo, we talked about racial stereotypes in the movie, but not in much detail because it's an uncomfortable conversation. But right now, those uncomfortable conversations need to happen. We still stand by our original review, which is why we're still uploading it. Um, But we just wanted to make it abundantly clear. We believe that stereotyping and racism is wrong. I'm sure Walt Disney didn't mean any harm by it back in 1940 when Dumbo was released, but it still perpetuates negative stereotypes, which can be harmful by contributing to a system of inequality. So if you don't want to listen to this episode, or if you don't want to watch the movie along with us, then we totally understand. In this review, we condemn the racist portrayal of African Americans, but it's still a sensitive topic, and we wanted to provide this disclaimer at the beginning so you know what to expect in Dumbo. Long story short, if it weren't for the racial stereotypes, then Dumbo would be a fun, cute movie. We still wanted to include this review rather than skipping the movie entirely, because we felt it was needed since we're watching all the animated Disney movies, and while this one is problematic... It's still an animated Disney movie, and um, so we'd highly recommend doing some research, check Google about Dumbo, because there are a lot of articles out there written by people who are a lot more knowledgeable on this topic, um, who can explain a lot more about why it's problematic. So we hope you enjoyed this review and have those uncomfortable conversations with your family, and we also hope that this review can bring a little light into your day during this dark time. Hello again, my name is Michael. And I'm Grace. And welcome back to Disney Through the Ages. On this show, my husband and I are watching every animated Disney movie in order, starting with Snow White and continuing, you know, through the ages. Then, after watching each movie, we'll come here to give a review and talk about whether these old classics hold up to modern standards, as well as seeing how Disney movies have evolved over the years. And guys, we really need to talk about the elephant in the room. I am, of course, talking about Dumba. You have me going for a second there. Almost forgot what movie we were watching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Dumbo this week. So what are your thoughts and expectations going into this movie? Honestly, really low expectations just because of of the backlash with Dumbo and the the cultural, you know, the the outdated cultural stereotypes or whatever the like, (laughs) you know. I think it's outdated cultural depictions. Is the, that's, that's I think it. it's outdated cultural depictions is the wording they use. I believe so. Yeah, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen Dumbo. Um, I think it's one that I just know of because it's a it's it's part of the zeitgeist culturally. Um, so like I I've, I've ridden the ride at Disney World and recently I watched a film theory video that Matt Pat did because when the when the Tim Burton remake came out which I haven't seen the Tim Burton remake either I've just seen commercials so like I really don't know much about Dumbo except that it's about a flying elephant and there's a lot of really bad racist stuff in it so not not the highest of expectations here either yeah it's one that we you know definitely had the VHS but did it pull it down very much maybe just because it started with with d so it was toward the beginning so it's on the top shelves it's really hard to get stuff down i don't i don't know but and it wasn't worth the effort like cinderella you know to climb up the shelf (laughs) yeah 
of like <laughs> Cinderella ever got put back on the show. <laughs> That's yeah, that sounds accurate. <laughs> All right, uh, anything else before we get going? I think not. So, uh, without further ado, we'll go watch the movie, and we'll be back to talk about it in just a moment. And we're back, and uh, let's just start off by saying this one had credits at the beginning. I do like credits at the beginning. I am a sucker for those. Yeah, so obviously it was going to be a good movie anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, I did enjoy it. Yeah, um, my first thought when I saw the movie, on we watched it from Disney+, and I saw it's a, an hour and three minutes long. I was like, yes, even if it's not good, it's only an hour of not good. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. But I did enjoy I ended up enjoying it also. Yeah, and one of my main criteria for enjoying a movie is if it kept my attention the whole time and kept that suspension of disbelief, and that this movie definitely did that. So yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, so uh, you probably already know, but just for anybody that hasn't seen it or hasn't heard the story, Dumbo is about a little baby elephant who has ginormous ears, and eventually he learns that he can use those ears to fly. And that's pretty much it. Um, it takes place in a circus, and um, so yeah. Uh, what are your What are your preliminary thoughts on like the plot and originality and things like that? I feel like the story is pretty original. I don't know if this is based on anything or anything like that, but yeah, I should have looked that up before we started. Hang on a second. Dumbo is based on the storyline written by Helen Aberson and Harold Pearl and illustrated by Helen Durney for the prototype of a novelty toy roll-a-book. Huh. Dumbo the Flying Elephant by Helen Aberson and Harold Pearl. Okay, so it is... Dumbo is pretty original, but it is based on a story. That's kind of what Walt did, though, is he took stories and put his own spin on them. Yeah. Do you know Dumbo was made to recoup the financial losses of Fantasia, um, and Disney was intentionally looking for a very simple movie so that makes sense of why it's only about an hour long and it's it's a fairly straightforward plot it's really just a lot of animals being cute and it succeeds it's really adorable yeah it's a simple story and it's told well and it's a really relatable story at its core i mean not everyone has big ears but there's always something you're insecure about and people may make fun of you especially i imagine lots of kids can relate to this growing up you know you're the odd one out or people at school make fun of you or or whatever it's a really relatable story at its core yeah i agree uh, i really really want to watch the tim burton one now um Same. because like uh, the <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it the elephant in the room when it comes to talking about dumbo is not actually the elephant in the room it's the the um there's no other word to put it They're, the racist portrayal of the the crows are very much stereotypes of african americans which was common back then and that's a defense that people often give of things like that but i mean it's not acceptable to have that kind of thing but if you can look past it dumbo is a fantastic movie but anyway all of that to say uh i guarantee that stuff would be changed for a movie made last year, <laughs> you know, and so I'd be, I'm really interested in, I'm really interested in how the Tim Burton Dumbo would have 
changed that because the crows were actually a very significant part of the story in the original movie. They were not like just a a passing joke. They they actually helped Dumbo learn to fly. Yeah. They brought, they brought out his confidence. I don't want to talk too much about the Tim Burton movie since we haven't seen it, but my understanding is that the Tim Burton movie kind of goes beyond. Like, this story was very straightforward. Dumbo got made fun of, and then Dumbo showed his worth and value in... I don't know. How did you summarize it earlier? Well, like, when I was looking at the Wikipedia article, it said that Disney was intentionally looking for a very simplistic movie. And so... It's a movie about a bunch of animals being cute and Dumbo learning to accept who he is, even though everyone else is making fun of his gigantic ears. He becomes more comfortable in his own skin, essentially. Is that what you mean by... Kind of, but you had said it more succinctly. I did. Um, anyway, so yep. this movie is basically about Dumbo's rise to fame, but I think the Tim Burton movie goes more in-depth. Gotcha. Okay. Like, this story has a very... It has a very abrupt ending, oh, yeah. and a very happy ending, and that's just kind of, like, where it stops. You know, Dumbo learns to fly, and then that's it. Yeah. Everybody loves him now. Yeah, and he makes all the headlines and makes millions of dollars, and there's a train that looks like him, that his mom's living in luxury, riding on the train while he flies behind. It's all very touching. But yeah, um... I think it goes more in depth, but I don't know. Yeah, that, that would make sense because the Tim Burton one is not an hour long. <laughs> you know, they'd have to have something to pad it out. Um, it's something I, I really want to touch on, and uh, you can edit this out if you don't agree with me. But um, <laughs> but Timothy Mouse is, like, the best, best friend ever. I agree. He's, I, like, a better yeah. Jiminy Cricket. He, he's so good, yeah. Um, because he's there for Dumbo from the beginning. I He's just so adorable, too. He, he goes and... He sticks up for Dumbo by scaring the lady elephants while they're gossiping about him because there's an old wives' tale that elephants are afraid of mice, which I've learned is actually not true in general. Elephants are gigantic and mice are tiny, and they recognize that. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's, it's also believable, though, because like a lot of humans are scared of mice. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not unreasonable to be scared of something smaller than you. If it could bite you or whatever, you know, you get the point. Um, but anyway, I, I loved that the mouse, his name is Timothy. I didn't catch that. Timothy Mouse. Timothy Mouse. Okay. I did not catch that. Did they say it in the movie or is it just like. I don't know if they said it in the movie, but he definitely did sign a contract, Timothy Mouse. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I wasn't paying that close of attention, apparently. Um, so, yeah, I just I just wrote the mouse anytime he came up because Dumbo didn't say a word in this movie. Yeah, that's Which, kind of interesting. Yeah. The title character did not say a yeah, word. I guess because he's a baby. But his mom hardly spoke at all either. Yeah. Um, which was interesting. But yeah, so so Dumbo was never able to say, hey, Timothy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow, it is kind of amazing to think about this amazing character arc that Dumbo went through without even saying one word. Yeah, wow. Yeah, because he... You could see the emotions and his feelings and his thoughts just by the way he acted. And so, yeah, that's that's really interesting. That's impressive animation to have that kind of character arc without him even saying anything. Yeah, he's just such a lovable character. And I just also really love Timothy Mouse. Like, he's just, mm -hmm. he's just like the best. Like, I mean, we look at later, like, best friends in Disney movies and stuff. I'm like, I can't think of anyone that's better than Timothy Mouse. Like, he's just, he's just so there for him. Yeah, I think 
really the only possible contender is Sven. <laughs> Sven's fantastic. That's fair. That's fair. Especially in Frozen 2. That's we'll true. get there someday. Someday we'll get to that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be what, like a year? Something uh, like that. I don't know. No. But also, every time we're sitting here calling him Dumbo, I feel so bad. I never realized that, like, I, I thought it was just a name that they gave him, but his name actually is Jumbo Jr. Yeah. That's what his name actually is. And the other lady elephants, when they're talking to his mother, they see his gigantic ears and they're like, Jumbo, more like Dumbo. And it is the rudest thing. Yeah, it's very much like a... Well, I guess we'll get there, but it's very much like a Cinder, like this Cinderella joke, you know. It's like Ella, more like Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. Um, at least not actually. I don't think they actually make that distinction or in the animated movie. I can't remember. I don't believe so. We'll find out sure soon enough. <laughs> but anyway, so but yeah, they were so mean. Oh my goodness, mm. those gossiping elephants. I feel like that is also something that people could have a problem with this movie about is like it's a little sexist to have the all of the women elephants all gossiping so badly about him you know yeah there where where are all the male elephants just throwing that out there i'm pretty sure jumbo is the only male elephant and we're not gonna think about that too hard got it <laughs> yeah um yeah it was really funny when the stork first shows up carrying dumbo or jumbo jr sorry uh He's asking around of who's Mrs. Jumbo, which one of you ladies is expecting, and all of them are so shy and sheepish of, I would never, <laughs> as if like being expecting a baby is a bad thing almost. And then as soon as he comes out, before they see his ears, they're like, oh, what a cute little thing. It was just so weird. I like the stork aspect of it. It was just so simple and cute yes. and adorable, though. Yeah, and I loved the song that was playing during that too. Um, it was just, it was just so random and and out of nowhere and I loved it like oh, I, yeah. I think I loved it because it didn't really fit with the story <laughs> instead of most songs I would like it if it does fit um, although dropping all these babies from so high up that you can see all of Florida they're basically dropping these babies from space with little parachutes hoping they get to where they're going that's so irresponsible but Dumbo was hand delivered so yeah it's true sorry Jumbo Jr. I, I really don't want to call him Dumbo anymore. That's just so rude. Yeah, I I really loved a lot of the music in this movie. That one song about the we work all night and day or whatever, that one was hard to hear. Yeah, I could not understand what they were saying in that. Something about, like, everybody else goes to sleep and we're still up working, but we're happy or something. I, I, I couldn't really make out the words. And we haven't been watching these with subtitles because that kind of pulls you out of the immersion of the movie. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I didn't look up what the words are to that song, but um, yeah, I didn't really care as much for that one. And also, uh, the pink elephants on parade later on, uh, not my favorite. I liked pretty much the rest of the songs, but pink elephants on parade reminded me of two things in Tony Hawk pro skater four. There's a connection. I promise. Uh, there's a mission that you get from, uh, it's implied that this man is on drugs, and you get a mission from him to catch all the pink elephants around the map because they're chasing him. Huh. So I'm sure that's a reference to this. But also it reminds me of the scene uh, with the heffalumps and woozles from Winnie the Pooh. And that was such a terrifying scene when I was a kid. 
And this scene, I think, would have been equally terrifying to a small child. But yeah, that that goes back to some of the problems with these earlier Disney movies is Dumbo just straight up gets drunk. But also, like, not like more than drunk because Hallucinations is not part of getting drunk. <laughs> and so I don't know what was up with that. Uh, I'm sure it's just a creative interpretation of getting drunk. But yeah, they, Dumbo gets drunk, and also one of the crows um, named Jim, which is a terrible, unacceptable joke, and we're going to leave it at that. Um, but one of the crows is smoking a cigar throughout the movie. And so like, there's a lot of little things that are kind of glossed over because they were commonplace in the time period. Everybody smoked. Your doctor told you to smoke when you had headaches. <laughs> and so it's yeah. one of those things that's culturally inappropriate now. Yeah, it, it straight up said, like, well, at the beginning of the movie, contains tobacco depictions. Yeah, yeah, it did. That was part of the... It's weird. It's, like, rated G for contains tobacco. It's, like, wouldn't... I, I feel like it probably would be rated PG for that now if they went back and re-rated it. Most likely. I really like the When I, when I See an Elephant Fly song. Because it's kind of mean at first, but then, like, then they're all flying together, and then it's just, like, this really, like, cute, like, uplifting moment. It's, mm -hmm. like, you can kind of see where the story's heading, and, like, they were the very, the crows were, like, the very first one to accept him. Yeah, and uh, one of the crows had said, well, when, if I see an elephant fly, then that's when I'll have seen everything. And in the song, after Dumbo flies, that crow says, well, now I've seen everything. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was so cute. A way of saying that. And one last thing about music. Um, the song Baby Mine was just so saccharine sweet. It was it was adorable, but also I hated how adorable it was, if that makes sense. Like, it was almost too sweet and adorable. Yeah. Uh, I kind of agree with that. It was really nice, though. Like, and I just, I really liked it. It was a very sweet moment. Mm -hmm. It was, like, what propelled the story further like it reminded us that dumbo was trying to do his best so that he could have his mom again yeah that's true yeah i guess i guess i worded that badly it's it's not that i like i, I didn't hate the song or anything it just felt like a little bit too sweet like hey they're trying to tug on our heartstrings right now so i guess it pulled me out of the immersion just a little bit but at the same time it was a very good very sweet moment it, it, it was needed at the moment because everybody's crying and so you know obviously the audience needs to be crying too when the characters are so let's throw in a song to make you cry <laughs> oh and then just one other note is i thought the soundtrack like the background soundtrack was really good like i liked all the circus like music yeah yeah what's going on um i especially really loved the peppy carnival music that was going on during the opening credits mm -hmm. um it just very much set the tone for what you could expect from this movie of this is a uplifting peppy kind of movie that's gonna feature a carnival <laughs> you know yeah and speaking of that i feel like it was very wise of disney to go this route with mostly animals and with yes it was mostly animals with very few humans and the ones that were there they were in the circus they could be like crazy and outlandish yeah. like it really fit. Like, they played to their strengths, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, I noticed that for the first several minutes of the movie, any people that were shown didn't even have a face. Like, the people loading up the train at the beginning and stuff. 
um, didn't even have faces. They they were just so cartoony. Uh, but then later on, the ringleader and the clowns and some of the other people in the circus do have faces and they have lines that they say and things. But they are more kind of like um, Stromboli from Pinocchio is who the ringleader reminded me of. Very much a caricature of a person rather than a realistic person. Yeah, my notes were that the animation is more like childish, more outlandish, and I really, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved the animation. I thought everything was gorgeous. It seemed there were only a couple of parts where the background felt like it was slightly different than the foreground, um, but for the most part, everything flowed really well. And I think that's like you said, partly because it's more cartoony. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was gorgeous. Agreed. One of the only parts that of the movie I didn't like was the whole elephants on parade scene. But I will say the animation of that scene was still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it looked good. It reminded me of, it felt like a reject from Fantasia. Like they had had the idea to do a, maybe a baby elephant march or something, you know, a classical music piece and with elephants in it in this really weird trippy way. And they were like, well, we didn't use it in Fantasia. We can use it to pad the runtime of this 45 minute movie into a 60 you know uh, it wasn't really that long but yeah that was that was not a strong point of the movie although i feel like if it was in fantasia i would have liked it <laughs> weirdly um it just didn't fit with dumbo in my opinion also uh so there's there's a recurring gag a couple of times where the ringleaders the front of his shirt like pops up like a slap band, like like the slap wristbands from the late 90s and early 2000s, you know? I don't know. Is that even, like, is that a thing that could really happen to a certain type of shirt back then? Or is that just, because that's a gag that you see in, like, Bugs Bunny and stuff, too. Like, that's a very common cartoon thing. But I've never heard of anything like that in real life. So that was, that was just something that I noticed while we were watching the movie. Is like, where did that come from? I'm going to have to look into that. Or if any listeners know where that trope comes from of, like, the front of a shirt popping up like it's made of a slap bracelet or something right in and let us know what that is yeah but overall i would say the animation was really good and so far i'm seeing a trend where every disney movie has like some scene with bubbles yeah yeah you mentioned that while we were watching the movie and i had not really noticed it but you're right there's more bubbles yeah, it reminds me of uh, in Finding Nemo when that one fish is just like, Bubbles! My bubbles! I wonder if they're just going to have bubbles in every movie from here till then. I don't know. That was a Pixar movie, though. Oh, yeah, it was. See, I always forget about the distinction between Pixar and Disney movies. That just shows how much less I know about these things. <laughs> so, I just always feel compelled to make a distinction. And that's something, if you're listening to this episode... Uh, the plan was to watch all the animated Disney movies and then maybe go back and watch all the animated Pixar movies. But if you think they should be integrated, let us know. Anyway, any final thoughts about the movie that you wanted to share? Um, not really. I, like I said, I just, I really enjoyed it. It was pretty fast paced. It was over in an hour. So, I mean, it was not too much of a time commitment. Like I said, the the biggest, the really the only complaint that I have with this movie is the problem with the crows. Um, so if that's something that might bug you, I would suggest looking it up. There's a lot of articles online. Like when I was looking up the movie before we started watching it, um, that was the first thing I saw when I searched Dumbo was like 
why Dumbo's problematic because of this scene with the crows. And so uh, I was expecting that going in. But uh, definitely before you show it to your kids, especially check and see if that's something that you'd be okay with them seeing or you could be able to explain what's going on to to them. Um, but other than that scene, I really loved the movie. Um, so what about you? Any Any last thoughts before we give our rankings? Yeah, my one last thought was about we hadn't mentioned the the trick with the magic feather. So uh, the crows and, and Timothy Mouse tricked Dumbo into thinking he could fly by holding this feather mm-hmm. because they knew he could do it, and he just needed that confidence boost. Yeah, and so then they're at the end when you know Timothy's riding on him and he loses the feather. He's like. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, this is all a trick. It was just a trick. You can do this, and I believe in you. And it's just kind of kind of touching. Like, it's funny, if this had been a Disney movie that came out later, they would have probably been some, like, drama with that. Like, yeah. and the, you lied to me, or whatever. But... Yeah, because even, even while we were watching it, I hadn't checked the time on the clock to see how long we'd been watching or anything. And so I didn't realize we were getting toward the end of the movie. Except for I knew that I knew that Dumbo learned to fly towards the end of the movie, but um, he's falling and I'm like, is Dumbo going to believe him? Is he going to trust him that he actually can do it? Or is he going to like fall and hurt himself in the pie or something like that? Like he did the first time. It's like that that had me actually worrying for Dumbo a little bit because he lost the feather. And in modern movies, if a character lost that confidence, they lost that thing that they thought was the magical thing, giving them the ability to fly, then it would cause such a problem. But Dumbo, being the sweet little innocent boy that he is, believes Timothy Mouse and learns to fly. And it's so beautiful that, you know, and Dumbo and Timothy are both smiling as he swoops around and he sucks up peanuts and shoots them at the gossipy elephant lady. I was like straight up cheering. I was like, yeah! (laughs) Yeah, it it reminded me of like, um, it reminded me of Ron in Harry Potter when, when Harry supposedly gives him the liquid luck potion where anything you do will turn out right for you. But Harry didn't actually give it to him. And so Ron did it all on his own power. And that did cause a problem when Ron found out, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's Harry Potter, not Dumbo. Yeah. But that's, that's a common trope. Even with, uh, we just watched onward. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to like spoil it, but there's a scene with the rope and it's giving him confidence. Ian confidence and so when he realizes he doesn't have the rope then it's a whole big thing yeah that's a common thing in movies now and so that that probably would have been something that padded out the runtime if it come out later but he just accepts it and he flies and then everyone's happy and that's the end of the movie and i, I like a happy ending and it's all like tied up nice on a little bow and just feel good yeah, it was really good. And it's, it's interesting, though, that Dumbo is well known for being about a flying elephant. And yet he only flies within like the last two minutes of the movie. So that was interesting. I know. I was shocked. I was like, wait, what? Because it's been so long since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think I've ever seen it. Or I may have seen it once when I wasn't really paying attention, like playing with Legos or something a uh, very long time ago. But I, I, I don't remember anything about it except for just the little cultural inklings that i had of what it was about you know um so how would you rate dumbo like on a scale of one to ten what do you think i really enjoyed it it was it would probably be like a seven yeah 
that's what I was thinking is like seven or eight. Um, if it weren't for the pink elephants on parade and the whole thing with the crows, honestly, I would give Dumbo a nine. It was so yeah. enjoyable. It's just having that little bit of misgiving in the back of my head about like, oh, this is inappropriate. Like, it, this is not right. And so that that detracted from it. And also the pink elephants just I just didn't really find that enjoyable. It, but it looked nice. It was done well. I see what they were going for. It just wasn't really for me. So Agreed. That yeah. that was my exact same logic. Yeah. Lennon, I don't know about you. Definitely like this more than Fantasia. I liked it more than Pinocchio. I, it was really on par with Snow White for me, though. Like, I really enjoyed this movie because I wasn't expecting much out of it. And so it totally blew my expectations out of the water. Yeah, I I agree. Same thing for me, where I came in with low expectations, and so it definitely exceeded them. Um, I think I still like Pinocchio better, so it's probably my ranking would be Pinocchio, and then Dumbo, and then Snow White, and then Fantasia at this point. Yeah, for my ranking would be pretty similar. I would have Snow White at the top, and then Dumbo, and then Pinocchio, and then Fantasia. Amber wrote in again this week for us. Thank you. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't have anything to read this week, so we really appreciate it. So she wrote in and said, I've never seen the movie Fantasia before, so I found the podcast even more interesting than the previous ones. I was planning to watch it beforehand and compare opinions with you, but decided to hear your thoughts on it first to see if it's worth watching myself. In conclusion, I think it's probably best to just fast forward to the Sorcerer's Apprentice scene and just watch that. True, 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 true. Uh, can't wait to listen to Dumbo next. I almost named Tucker Dumbo, but my parents thought it would be mean. <laughs> <laughs> if you could name your next dog a Disney character's name, what would you name it and why? Question for both. Hmm. Well, we very, very nearly named Mifa Moana. Yeah. Yeah, because when we, when we first got Mifa, who, who she's named after a Legend of Zelda character, um, Moana had just come out fairly recently, and so it was like our most recent favorite Disney movie. Um, I'm trying to have to think for a second to see what I would want to name one. I love the name Moana, but because we have Mifa, we can't have the same two dogs with an M name, like, because then it would get really confusing. Yeah. So, I feel like not necessarily, I probably wouldn't necessarily name another dog after a Disney dog. It'd just be like a regular name, like Moana. Mm. I'm just narrowing it down. Yeah. I don't know about necessarily a dog, but I would be tempted to name a cat Oliver. If we got a cat, I would want to name it Figaro. Okay, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) That's a tough question. What What would you name a... Especially because we like having female dogs and not having to deal with boy dogs and girl dogs together. Um... So it'd be a girl name. Yeah. So that eliminates some. Yeah. Maybe Aurora. Ooh, that would pretty. fit with our that would fit with our current naming scheme too, because both of our dogs end in a, a sound. We've got Mifa and Pyra. Maybe Amber if she's gonna be the only one that keeps writing it. Thank <laughs> <I> you. <can't. laughs> well, if uh, if you want to have your own email read so that Amber can take a week off, you should get on that this week. So, uh, where can the people find us? Uh, if they'd like to reach out to us, we're on Twitter or Instagram at Disney Ages, or you can email us at DisneyAgesPodcast at gmail.com. The songs in our show are by Kevin McLeod and are used under Creative Commons license. 
And he's made a ton of really great royalty-free music, so definitely check the show notes for links to his work, um, as well as all our social media and email information. That's all we have for you this week, so come back next week to hear us review Bambi. Until next time. See ya. See ya.